Welcome to Lost in Revision. All of our content is public domain, literature, fairy tales, and folklore. Our goal is to at least break even to cover our expenses. So any support that you can offer to help us reach that goal helps keep this podcast going and you entertained. All of our music is by Nathan Hubble and is used with his permission. Thanks and enjoy the show. Chapter 13 The Breakup of the Big Onion Camp Part 2 Calling Elmer his moose terrier to him, he set off. Happening by chance to pass by where Brimstone Bill was working, he stopped to chat for a moment or two. Upon hearing of the meatless condition of the camp, Bill scratched his head and offered a helpful suggestion. There's Bessie, the yaller cow now, he mentioned hopefully. She'd make a whole heapin' hocus of good beef, I betcha. He didn't care much for the cow, as he had to milk her every day and he didn't like the job. But Paul only laughed. You'll have to get a better idea than that, Bill, he said. Bessie is too useful and too much of a pet to be made into steaks. Besides, she would probably be too tough and couldn't be eaten anyhow. And with another laugh, he turned away, leaving behind him a brimstone bill who was doing his best to whistle his disappointment away. Meanwhile, Shot Gunderson had saddled his bear and set off in the other direction from that taken by Paul. Shot always rode his big pet bear when he went hunting, and the animal was a very large one and could carry him along much faster than he could have run on his own legs. Shot had broken him to the saddle a long while before this and had made quite a pet of him. Whenever he got to where there was a lot of game, he would unsaddle the animal and turn him loose, and so well was the bear trained that he would help his master kill a herd of moose or run down a deer or catch whatever other game was to be found. Thus, through his pet's help, Shot was always able to bring in a lot of prizes when he went hunting. This time, the bear galloped for a long distance with Shot on his back, before any signs of game were found. Then, all at once, the stiff bristles on the bear's back rose so suddenly that they threw Shot right out of his saddle. He didn't mind that, as this was his pet's usual method of letting him know that they were approaching close to a herd of some kind of game. So the hunter unsaddled his bear, hung the saddle on a limb, and together master and animal crept along to surprise whatever was ahead of them. Suddenly, there was a loud, fierce growl from right in front of them, answered by a more ferocious one from behind, and then by a chorus of others all around, and so terrible did they sound that Shot would probably have run away if he hadn't had his pet bear with him for protection. He had blundered right into the middle of a big herd of wild bears, great, enormous, fierce fellows, different from any that are now known, which used to run together in big droves and attack anything they came to. They growled and they roared, and the sound was so terrible that any ordinary hunter would have sunk right down into the ground. Then, suddenly, 
They all started for Shot and his tame bear at the same time. Shot was so busy firing and loading and firing again for a few minutes that he didn't have a chance to see how his pet was making out. But when he did look around, he saw that all the bears were dead, a hundred or more of them, except one that was worrying the throat of an animal just breathing his last gasp. That ought to be enough bar meat for the dinner tomorrow, Shot said to himself, and he started back to get his saddle, glad that his pet and he had come through the great fight safely. I guess I'd better hurry on back to camp and send the Teamsters out after all this meat, he decided, and hastened to saddle up his tame bear again. He had quite a little trouble in doing this, as the bear was more fractious than he had ever been before. The big fight and the taste of blood had stirred him up too much, his master thought, and it took several hard and well-placed kicks to quiet the animal down so that he could be mounted. He traveled very roughly, too, all the way back to camp, but Shot kept a tight rein on him and kept promising him all kinds of punishment when they got to their destination. They arrived at last, however, and Teamsters were sent out without any delay to bring the meat into camp. It was not until then that Shot Gunderson discovered that the bear he had ridden back to camp was not his pet at all, but a strange animal entirely. His own bear must have been killed in the fight, and in his hurry to get back to camp, he had saddled and ridden one of the fierce wild ones. Shot grieved a great deal over the loss of his pet after he discovered what a mistake he had made. Thanks for joining us today. Check us out on Patreon. You can help us meet our small goal of breaking even and covering our expenses. Your support helps pay for all of the things that podcasting requires and helps keep this show alive and growing. If you can't afford to support us financially, go give us a good review, subscribe or follow, and share with your friends and family. Feel free to fact check us and offer suggestions to make our show better for you. You can also send us an email at lostinrevisionpodcast at gmail.com. There's a lot more waiting for us all at the end of the road.